Season 2, Episode 15, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 18. The flight into Egypt and Herod's slaughter of the innocent. So I'd like to continue uh, my, my, I guess, recent habit of reviewing um, the lesson before, or the uh, episode before, which was the Magi visit to the newborn king of the Jews, Jerusalem and Bethlehem, uh, Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. So if you'd like to follow along, uh, then we're going to just review the last lesson. I like to hear and look at the same time. Uh, Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, B.C. 4, uh, Schofield Reference Bible. I'm going to kind of go with those dates because uh, A.T. Robertson doesn't always put a date, and I, if I'm going to have one, I'd like to... And it's an usher dating system, and it's I don't think it's you know carved in stone or anything like that. could be off by it, and that's, they both... Uh, well, A.T. Robertson's real good about saying, probably... Um, but anyway, um, if he had a date for every one of them, I would probably go with his. But but he doesn't, so I'm going to probably go with C.I. Schofield. And maybe if there's two dates and they differ, I'll, I'll put them both down. Uh, it's only been by a year. Yeah. so, And I think Schofield didn't say approximately because you would expect people to realize that it's, it's not an exact science, and it's definitely not in the Bible, although you can figure out times and, you know, 42 generations from from uh, Abraham to the Messiah. That's pretty cool in Matthew. But at the same time, it doesn't give you, uh, you know, exact years or anything like that. Anyway, um, so we're going to just quickly review uh, Matthew chapter 2, verses... 1 through 12, that's 12 verses, the Magi visit the newborn king. Verse 1 of chapter 2, Matthew chapter 2. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Okay, there were six Herods, and I'm not sure if this is number one or not, but anyway, and also the wise men from the east, I was guessing... Um, uh, Mesopotamia or uh, Persia. Islam doesn't come around until uh, AD 560. So it's kind of a new monotheistic religion 500 years after if you want to date Christianity with Christ and then, and then Jewish uh, believers before. I guess that's pretty biblical because they're different covenants. Anyway, um, but they all believe the same thing as far as Christianity and what Abraham believed. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. That's exactly what I believe. I believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Jesus said, If you, he that, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. Well, you got to read his word. Somebody's got to teach you his word, whatever. I know somebody had to teach me. I didn't know anything about the Bible. But I was able to understand it when I saw it in was holding his Bible, and he'd written all through the Bible. The Bible was just uh, uh, just a, a rainbow of just running ink. It was real, I couldn't believe it. 
Anyway, um, all right, uh, verse 1. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Herod, I think, was the kind of guy, as you'll see today in episode 15, he was the kind of guy that when he wasn't happy, nobody was happy. And when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, these are the brainiacs of Jewish history, he demanded of them where Christ Messiah should be born. And they said unto him, Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. And the prophet wrote in Micah 5, 2, But thou, Bethlehem Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall, shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going is from who going forth have been from old, from everlasting. And I told you, I looked up the phrase, two words, from everlasting. It's only used nine times. That phrase is only used nine times in the Bible, all in the Old Testament. And it is uh, always refers to Jehovah, which I and my father are one. Uh, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one, First John 5, 7, depending on what Bible you got you got the right Bible, it's in there. Anyway, uh, verse uh, 6. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, and out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. So we're back in uh, Matt chapter 2, verse 6. Um let me just read verse 2 again, and you just compare it to verse 6. That's what I intended to do. Not make you look it up, but just read it, and you could compare it to what's in verse 6. Uh, Micah 5, 2, But thou, Bethlehem Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been from old, from everlasting. And you just read 6, which says, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not least among the princes of Judah. Prince, a metaphor for cities. And out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Verse 7. Then, then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. I think he was being private because he had ill will towards the newborn king of Israel. Verse 8, And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him. It's not exactly what he does, as we'll see today. When they had heard the king, they departed. When the wise men had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star 
which they saw in the east went before them till it came over where the young child was. Again, I think it was a, a planet type, maybe maybe an asteroid, uh, a comet. Those are not, uh, those are kind of orbiting in our solar system. Things that orbit around our sun, they fly around the skies. All those stars out there, 99.9999999, whatever, very few orbit the sun, but our sun. But uh, anyway. All right, uh, and this talking about uh, the science of astronomy. Uh, anyway, I thought I tried to tell this yesterday, and I wanted a second chance at it. A leap. I looked up some of the stuff on leap second. You can do it as well on the internet. Uh, leap second events are scheduled every few years in order to keep uh, Greenwich Mean Time, also known as Zulu Time. Uh, it's got a new name. I forgot what the new name is. Anyway, in alignment with the Earth's rotation. If, if, if the Earth is slowing down, then the prime meridian isn't always going to be at the same time. Because if the velocity is changing, that means the, the, where it ends up, the prime meridian is going to move. Anyway, so to keep the time straight, they add a leap second. A leap second, let me read that again. Leap second events are scheduled every few years, two to three years, in order to keep Greenwich Mean Time and Zulu in alignment with the Earth's rotation. So this is how time is established. Uh, you could say arbitrarily over Greenwich, but it was. The prime meridian was arbitrary. I mean, they came up with the system. so, And it worked for ships back when ships were super important. They still, still argue they're <laughs> very important. But now we got GPS, so... I, you know, I don't think there's navigation a little easier. Uh, leap second events occur on either June 30th or December 31st. That's a, a month apart. Um, you could argue 30 days apart, well, 30, 31 days apart. Uh, but those are the only two times they occur, and they happen every two or three years. And why aren't they consistent? Why can't you set a clock by them? Um, that's what this says. The Earth's rotation is slowing slightly with time. Okay, that's a fact. You can either believe it or not, you can look it up. The Earth's rotation or spinning on its axis is slowing down over time. Thus, the Earth was spinning faster in the past. I mean, that's just logical. If it's slowing down, then it was in the past, it was slowing, it was spinning faster. You got to be going faster to slow down. This is due to the tidal. This is what I wanted to get to. This is due to the tidal effects of the moon has on the Earth's rotation. If you roll a ball and it's got water in it or whatever, I mean, it's not a good example because we're not talking about. Well, I don't know what the the core is like, but anyway, the surface water would would hit against the held on by gravity, so you'd have to have a pretty big ball to have be able to hold water, kind of like the size of the earth. But um, anyway, it, 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 the sides run in and, and you have the super tides and all this stuff. And they, they have an effect on the rotation of the earth. And I guess it slows it down. Because it is slowing down. And the scientists that wrote this said this is due to the tidal effects 
of the moon has on the seas, the tidal effects it has on the surface water, 70% water is the Earth, surface area is 70% water, has on Earth's rotation. So that's, and it's slowing it down. I, I, you know, you're going to either accept that as a fact, a fact or not, but it, they're adding leap seconds to keep the prime meridian over Greenwich, England. Since the Earth, you gotta have to make, you'd have to make new maps every year. All the globes would be no good. Uh, and it's, we're not talking about a lot of movement here. And that's the point of what I'm trying to say here. Um, and that's what I'm trying to say here in a humorous way, believe it or not. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> The Earth used to be spinning faster. Not a problem for young Earth scientists. If you read the dating system of Usher and you read the uh, genealogy in Luke chapter 2, it takes you all the way back to Adam. They lived longer for the first 1,500 years, but uh, water canopy, talk about that hyperbaric situation where you took less breath because you're breathing more condensed atmosphere. They use hyperbaric chambers all the time for, for athletes and stuff to lower their heart rate. And uh, Anyway, but if, if, if it's a young Earth, which I've been brainwashed just like everybody else. Every time I say the Earth is 6,000 years old, I just about gag. Because every book I ever read said, you know, started with the same three words, millions of years ago. And I didn't really notice until I became a believer. And then in college, every every book in the early 70s started with the same few words, you know, in the beginning, you know, well, millions of years ago, at least millions of years ago. But when you're talking Big Bang, you're talking 13.7 billion years ago, which is a huge difference. Slowing down for 13.7 billion years, the earth was spinning so fast, the days were so short, it was day, night, day, night, day, night, day, night. And now we know what happened to the dinosaurs, they flew off. I took that joke from a friend of mine named Kent. All right, so um, so let's get back to Matthew chapter 2, verse 10. And they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Now, if it was just a star, you probably wouldn't notice it so much. But if it's in our solar system, you notice, like I said, we don't look at the night sky. Maybe some of you do. But we don't like we used to. And we got all these lights in our cities and stuff, so it's hard to see. Uh, I always thought going on a you know, on a ship would be a great way to look at this night sky, but there's so much humidity in the water, it's just it's not clear. The best way is to get up, you know, ten thousand feet or something. There you can see pretty clear. I saw Haley's comet, by the way, in Honduras when we were um, getting my son, who was like very young when we heard about him and we got him out. It took a while, but we got him out of there. But I was in I was in Honduras when Haley's Comet came by. It'll come by in another seventy years, so let's see, I'll be about a hundred and something when it comes again. I don't I hope not. I'd rather be in heaven. When they saw the star, they rejoiced and were exceeding joy. Again, these I I think it was in our solar system, but that's just that's just my nerdiness on on unusual things. A star out there, come on, there's Trillions and trillions. They say that there's as many stars in the sky as there is 
grains of sand on all the oceans of the world. We're talking a really, a trillion, trillion? Forget about it. I mean, a trillion is a big number. But uh, 10 to the 12th. Anyway, um, verse 11. And when they were come into the house, now this goes back to those people that want to really make a big deal about how old Jesus was. And it doesn't say they, they didn't leave until Joseph had a dream, sounds like, that Herod wanted to kill him. And I think they stayed in Bethlehem for a while. I don't know how long. And went, obviously, 40 days. I don't think they would go back and come back for the for the uh, sacrifice to be offered. But in a carpenter, I was just thinking about it in my mind. A carpenter can make a living anywhere. You know, a good one. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child. It's not the baby. And Mary, his mother, fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And I don't mean to be dogmatic about, you know, the timing of this. I really don't know. I'm just throwing it out there for you to think about, I guess. And I think God does do stuff in ways to make us think about things. And we'll get to that today. Uh, and being warned of God in a dream... Verse 12, and being warned of God in a dream that they should not, they being Joseph, Mary, and Jesus, should not return to Herod, uh, okay, this, no, I'm sorry, my bad, and being warned of God in a dream, they, that's the wise men, should not return to Herod like he had said, hey, come back and tell me where you found the kid. I want to worship him. You're going to see what he does. And it is, man, when I was reading today's episode, I was thinking, man, and that's why there's a hell. But uh, they departed into their own country another way. And I think there are degrees of punishment there's degrees of reward at the judgment seat of Christ, and there's degrees of punishment in the great white throne. So, but I'm, and I don't want to be dogmatic about anything. All right, okay. So now we're going to take a look at uh, season two, episode 15, based on A.T. Robertson's "A Harmony of the Gospels." Students for the students of the life of Christ, uh, copyright 1992, and C.I. Schofield's Schofield Reference Bible. Uh, circa 1909 and I I moved it up in the in the, the list there because I'm really using both uh, men's works and bouncing them off of each other and I, I Schofield's a little more poetic when naming things and he's very consistent with Usher's dating system but uh, the harmony of the gospel here that the, the, the main thing I'm using here is is uh, uh, A.T. Robertson's Harmony of the Gospel for Students of the Life of Christ, copyright 1922. And I'm also using C.I. Schofield's, the Schofield Reference Bible, circa 1909. And the great thing about it is that in this day and age, you've got to, you know, you've got to look out for copyright laws. I mean, and not that you didn't in the past, but this is being published worldwide. It, I, it, the copyright needs to have been... Um, well, I forgot the right correct word for it, but but uh, not enforced anymore. And it, it, it is those these two things are public domain. Uh, 
like the King James Bible I use is public domain. Anyway, um, so episode five, the child is carried to Egypt and the children at Bethlehem slain. All right, uh, Schofield called it the, the uh, what did he call it? He called it the slaughter of the innocent. That's a little more poetic. Anyway, it's fine. It, you know, the word of God is what's really important, not what some men say. Okay, this, this covers Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 to 18. And C.I. Schofield's got this uh, 4 B.C. And when you say 4 B.C., you're supposed to say the 4 and then the B.C. And when you do A.D., you're supposed to do the A.D. first. That's the way it's supposed to be written. Now, I think with the new system, B.C.E. and B.C., it's all behind, if I'm not mistaken. But the Anno Domini, the year of our Lord, B.C. means before Christ. Why, why didn't they use Latin? Because it was written at a different time. Uh, it wasn't until more modern times that they really cared about um, before Christ. And they came up with, you know, 13.7 billion years we got to account for. Used to be, a, everybody believed what the Bible indicates. All right, verse 13. Matthew chapter 2, verse 13. The child Jesus carried to Egypt and the children at Bethlehem slain. Verse 13. And when they were departed, now I think that would be the wise men, Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee to Egypt. And be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. This does sound like it's happening in, in very real time. You know, When they decided to leave, then the angel of the Lord said, Joseph, Herod's going to figure this out pretty quick, and he's going to be coming for the kid. So you need to go. And they left that night. Arise, take the young child, and flee into Egypt. Verse 13. And be thou there until I bring thee word of Herod. For Herod will seek the young child, Jesus, to destroy him. Verse 14. And he arose and took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. Uh, he arose and left. This man's, you tell him to jump, he says, how high? When God tells him to jump, he says, how high? And w verse 15, and there was, and there were, and, and, and was there, they left and was, and, let me back up here, uh, and departed into Egypt. And was there in Egypt until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I have called my son. And that is said, and you don't have to read you don't have to go there, you can just read it. It's gonna out of Egypt I have called my son, or as Hosea eleven one says, Hosea eleven chapter eleven verse one. When Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. So, you can say, well, that's just a little codish, but uh, whatever. Um, verse 16. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, 
Mary, uh, Joseph, and Jesus are gone already. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth or angry and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and very important word right there and in all the coasts thereof from two years old and under so again this is kind of gives those people that want to make a big deal about you know exactly when did the wise men come and that kind of stuff. And my, the president of my Bible college was one of those guys. He would not put the wise men near the crush in the, in the Christmas story. But anyway, uh, you know, it's probably moot. But, but from two years old and under, according to the time which he diligently, uh, Herod had diligently inquired of the wise men. When he was born, okay, he was born. Could it have been that they were in Jerusalem for two years? Why would you kill all the babies two years old if he's just, you know, 60 days old or something? Because, you know, it sounds like the wise men came and left. I mean, that's the traditional way the story's told. But you can see where it's a little... And I think God wants us to study. And and I can really stress this word and because I did a little study and what it entailed in all the coasts thereof from two years old and under, according to the time... But Herod had diligently inquired of the wise men. Verse 17. Then was it fulfilled that was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet saying, and I'm going to read what Jeremiah the prophet said, and you can read it, I think, in verse 18. Jeremiah 31.15, if you must find it. Jeremiah 31.15. I have my Bible on my phone. I can find it pretty quick. With uh, It's called... called uh, What's it called? I forgot. Anyway, the Bible app? I don't know. Anyway, uh, I've talked about it on other podcasts earlier. In um, The eSword. It's called eSword, and I can find it. That's the app, eSword. And it's very inexpensive on the phone. I think it's free for the laptop or free from a computer. It's, it's, it costs like a buck ninety-nine for my phone, and it's, I use it all the time. Verse 15, Jeremiah 3.15, Thus saith the Lord, A voice was heard in Ramah. That's a city, not Bethlehem. Lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel weeping for her children refused to be comforted of her children, for her children. The death, a mother losing a child, I saw my mother lose my brother and it was the saddest thing that ever happened in my lifetime. You're supposed to bury your parents, you're you're even supposed to bury a spouse until death do us part. Children, not so much. I hope I never experience that. And if you have, I'm just telling you that that Rachel wasn't even of the tribe of Judah. She was of the tribe of Benjamin. This went beyond Bethlehem. What did did it say back there? It said from from its coasts, however many 
people that is. Anyway, um, yeah. Um, yeah, verse 16. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wrought, and sent forth and slew all the children of that were in Bethlehem and in all the coasts thereof. It could have easily been Jerusalem. It could have been easily... These are, these are just suburbs of, of... Bethlehem is very close to, to Jerusalem. And so is Ramah. I looked it up. But then it was fulfilled. It was spoken of by the Jeremiah the prophet saying... And you, you don't have this unless you look it up. Jeremiah thirty-one fifteen. Thus saith the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel weeping for her children. This is like, she's in heaven. Pretty sure Rachel was saved. Jacob's fourth wife, if you will. Anyway, that's a whole other thing to study wives and concubines I, I don't know but anyway Rachel weeping for her children refused to be comforted of her children for her children they're all descendants of Rachel tribe of Benjamin Rachel had two children Joseph the last two of the twelve Joseph and Benjamin the youngest because they were not and verse 18 says and Rama was there was there in Rama was there a voice heard lamentation and weeping could you imagine the weeping of all children and slew all the children it doesn't say just the males you know that would take forever to figure out whether you're killing a boy or a girl baby you could kill them a lot quicker if you didn't care In Rama was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping and great mourning. This is this is worse than the Passover. <sighs> Almost done, right? Uh, in Rama was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping. In great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children. I guess they weep in heaven for what's going on down here. And would not be comforted because they are not. Well, you know, to tell you the truth, I think Rachel, as I understand it, was still was in paradise because Jesus has just been born. He hasn't led captivity captive. He was the first human, if you will, to go to heaven. He was also God, okay. But uh, Rama, he was the firstborn. Rama, one of the cities of the allotment of Benjamin by Joshua. You know, when they divided up the promised land, Benjamin got this city. And it's, from what I understand, it's not that far from Jerusalem, like Bethlehem. So maybe it's not as widespread. And maybe the word coast doesn't mean all the way down to the Mediterranean or to the Jordan River. I don't I don't I don't know, but it doesn't matter. It was here's here's a tribe that's not even a tribe of Judah. Where the 
the Messiah is supposed to come from. This guy is bad. Whatever. It's a people returned after, and the people returned to, people of Benjamin returned back to that city after the captivity, the Babylonian captivity, during the 400 silent years, if you will. Okay, well that brings us to the end of episode 15, and I will say adios, and I will say via con Dios, which means go with God. No, via con Dios, go with God.